You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. This is Bradley Martin on the Screener Squad, ready to review another spooky, scary movie in January. The Halloween stores are probably still open, or they would be in happier times. We're about to talk about another adaptation, perhaps an adaptation of an adaptation, about one of the scariest books ever written. People have called it the modern Prometheus, and the author has never been given her due, if you ask me. So many conspiracies surround her saucy life. Mary Shelley, the author of Frankenstein. And we're going to talk about a movie that's about Mary Shelley and her process of writing. A Nightmare Wakes. It's available on Shudder, or will be. Directed and written by Nora Uncle. Mary Shelley having her little famous retreat that us book nerds know about where she came up with the idea of Frankenstein with her husband Percy, Lord Byron, who has been credited for creating the vampire, and someone named Dr. John Polidori. I don't know much about him. I think he's actually the and, uh, one who created the vampire. Who, Dr. John Polidori? Oh, did I get the legend wrong? <gasps> I almost name-dropped Bram Stoker just to sound cool. The conspiracy thickens. <laughs> With me we have a new face, a new voice, the wonderful Melina. Hello. And the veteran, fighter, the rock star, Robert. Hi, everybody. Well, let's just uh, let the cat out of the bag here. Was this scary? Uh, well, all I'm going to say is that I'm glad the nightmare was awake because I barely was through this movie. <laughs> what do you think, Robert? As far as how the story goes, so what we're getting here is uh, Mary Shelley at a time in her life as the precursor to writing Frankenstein. And so we've seen something kind of like this. So I'll tell you quick what I really dug about, about the idea, what, what they're going with the story is that Outside of where our actual narrative is and the stuff with Shelley, the concept of someone's trauma feeding their art and then possibly them delving into the trauma for the art is something we've seen a lot. I like the idea of the feedback loop here that they played with a little bit. It wasn't just that she possibly had something inside her that wanted to get out on the page, but that it getting out onto the page was it using her to do it. So I like that dynamic. So I think we're we're not really in fantasy. Um, I'd say there are definitely some horrific stuff uh, in the film, um, but uh, I think it's more of a, a movie of a existential crisis and the middle of love triangles and uh, a wild time to be sure by the lake. <laughs> I was going to say if there were any more lake shots in this movie, then. I was going to say, let's make a drinking game out of this, except there might actually be a few casualties if you did. Yeah, definite alcohol poisoning. 
<laughs> I like the sound and the look of the lake. It's very beautiful, serene, which most terrifying things that are lurking are. Mm -hmm. Now, I like that you said this was an existential crisis. I thought this was going to be a total horror, definite gore fest. I didn't really watch the trailer before agreeing to see this. Agreeing to see this. Before watching it. <laughs> so I was kind of shocked that it was a rather kind of paint-by-numbers, I don't want to say boring, but yeah, autobiography of someone who's far more fascinating than what an hour and 36 minutes can convey. Yeah, I was going to say, I, if you don't want to say boring, then I will. I'll be that person. <laughs> uh, because, I mean, I'm just going to say, I, if, if anyone has ever taken a high school or a college lit class, I'm sure that you have had to read Frankenstein, or at least the option was there. And if you took a high school or a, if you took a college romantics literature course, then there's no way that you didn't read Byron or Shelley, because they definitely were and still are some like two of the most renowned poets of all time, not just in that particular era, but of all time. And so as someone who has read their work, not all, but some, and really, really loved Frankenstein when I read it, I was really looking forward to this. I was like you where I saw the first half of the trailer and I was like, I, I don't care if, I, I don't really need to know what this is about. I just really want to see it because this is a character of history that I am fascinated with. All of them are fascinating. And I was not expecting the Ken Russell gothic from back in the 80s where it was the same story and it, you know, go watch <laughs> that movie. It's batshit insane. Um, but what I did hope I was going to get was a sense of who not just these people were, but who Mary Shelley was. And I really hate to say that I was more fascinated with reading about her afterward on Wikipedia. Yeah, I can agree with that. You know, there's a there was a little disconnect for me at the beginning, and it's something that I finally gelled with. But the as far as is this a horror movie, the opening is is I think top notch. I don't think that it's supported by the rest of the film, but the opening to the title scene is, uh, we've seen a scene like it in a few movies. Uh, uh, I think the the beach house from last year, I know Hagazusa has one like that. We're talking about a lake. We're talking about babies. We're talking about, you know, people not wanting to be alive anymore and things like that. But I felt like the movie just started jolted so quick to, you know, there's no pleasantries. We kind of jump into, oh, look, everybody's here. Then I did a little bit of editing to kind of show you what we we're doing, and then I was in it. But there's almost no character development. If this was a story that was historically accurate about, I don't even know the word to use about the relationship that we're following in this movie, then maybe there's there's something there for you if that's what you wanted. But as far as she, this could have been any other book, this could have been any other author, and the story would have mm -hmm. been exactly the same. There's no, there's no, not only is there no depth, but like you're, you're, you're both speaking to the gravitas is her as a, as a hallmark, especially when we're talking about, like you said, is this an adaption of adaption literary thing we're doing? Like not even that seems like it's paying 
any credence to to where you would assume this stuff would go and part of it not being a hardcore horror movie at least leaning into that more i think was a mistake for what it replaced it with yeah and it's one of those where yeah i mean i agree that i thought the opening before you even see the title yeah i loved that i thought that that was creepy and i thought that it totally hit the mark with the look and that that disturbing feeling as the music is swelling and then it just gets completely still and you're waiting you're like something's gonna happen something's gonna happen but then you're like okay well this is not gonna be a jump scare movie that's clear from the very beginning you're like okay well this is gonna be a slow burn and that's fine i like movies like that but i thought that the first 15 minutes I, I was completely hooked. I was like, I can't wait to see where they go with this because it delves right in from that opening scene to the, you know, the camera's going crazy. You're running through the woods. You're like, oh God, I'm so excited. Where is this going? And it lets you meet the characters. You get to meet Lord Byron, who is almost snidely whiplash in how <laughs> flamboyant <laughs> and over the top he is. But, you know, that's okay. That is apparently who he was and how he acted. Um... So you get that sense of, oh, okay, we're going to get to see these people mingle. And they even discuss the famous real-life contest that Byron put together when he invited all of these great literary minds to his retreat so that they could come up with a scary story. And that is mentioned, and it is dropped. Yeah. One of the things Which I was, was talking about yeah. with Gravitas, like, the way you describe, like, I'm more intrigued about you talking about the writing contest than what they did. They don't build up that that's, that's Lord Byron. You know what I mean? Like, that can be his name. But somebody who's not familiar with this isn't going to catch right. any of that. And that would have just lent, I think, to the, the, the underpinnings of the film. Absolutely. Because I wanted to see these people hang out together. You know, I thought kind of... I know that they are completely different movies, but I was thinking about uh, One Night in Miami, mm -hmm. where it's a fictional take on a real life meeting that occurred with all of these iconic characters of history and you get to see them go back and forth on their philosophies and their outlooks on in life and i was hoping that we'd get something like that not that it had to be the movie what the movie was about but i was so hoping we would get some some uh depth to that with these people who were kind of the bohemians of their time you know, these were the people who were about, you know, free love and, you know, free love and make love, not war. And let's just, you know, we don't have to go by the standards of life. Let's just, let's do our own thing. Let's be self-sufficient. And I'm like, they were kind of the hippies of the time if they, you know, washed and wore nice clothes or any clothes. But then I felt that when it dropped that, it's, it's almost like the movie forgot ever yeah. go back to it and for a movie that we see a lot of the consequences of excess of drinkings and stuff like that we don't get any of the drinking and the excess we just cut to everybody's criminal behavior afterward <laughs> i know it's like okay well we get to see them passed out on the floor but i'm like i don't know i was kind of hoping that we would actually get to see the because when they, I'll be honest like you're talking about when they set up the writing contest in that one big parlor room i was like Light the fireplace and let's do 90 minutes in Yeah, here. we do not have yeah, to leave this room. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. And no, instead it's 
this horrible account of domestic abuse? I guess. Well, the speculation is that Percy Shelley was jealous of his wife, and maybe he was. But to take that rumor, because all it could have been was a rumor back then, you know, it's the 1800s, and turn it into a, maybe he was the absolute worst piece of garbage that ever lived. It's certainly a choice. I didn't care for it. I wanted, like what you guys were saying, to see these three brilliant minds collide in this contest and to see long, drawn-out monologues about the process of writing and how beautiful and horrifying creating something terrifying is. Yes, Robert, go on. I'm not going to say that I don't want to see characters, you know, doing what characters do in these things, which are to put, you know, all of it to serve a purpose and all that. But I just thought that the repetitive nature of the actions of the husband yeah the the thing that i dislike most in in films are when i'm going to call him a villain because he's not the good guy we're not going protagonist antagonist but it's feigned compassion mm-hmm. like oh my god i love you oh this is all for you oh all that but when you're not talking all this other stuff is happening there was so much of that that i was tired of seeing her go back to it over and over and over. Right. It feels like the movie couldn't, because you were saying you feel like it's what it really wanted to be was a study of maybe emotionally, maybe emotionally abusive relationship where there's a degree of almost gaslighting going on. And that is another one of those things where I felt like they were, they had a carrot there that they were dangling in front of you and they made you feel like, okay, well, this is where it's going. And then it's not, I, I don't think it's 20 minutes into the film where Percy does something and you guys know, I'm not going to say what it is, but he does yeah. something that is just so vile that I'm like, God, well, fuck this guy. I, yeah, yeah I'm like, okay, well, I've written you off for that. And mm-hmm. if she's not writing... Yeah, if she's not writing you off, and this is a movie about somebody who can't pull themselves away from an abusive relationship, then I'm fine with that. But again, the movie just doesn't, it doesn't uh, commit to that. The next scene, it's like, I love you, honey. I love you too. Okay, well, we're on to the next scene. It could have done more for talking about the codependency, the way that she is you know, with Victor in this other mindset, the way she is with Percy, we could have went into, oh, was it that she doesn't just want to be alone? Or no, she just really loves this dude. Yeah. And that wedding scene oh my God. is one of the most awkward wedding scenes. Not like watching it, but like what they showed. Like you said, if they're taking a rumor that maybe he cheated, that shit was definitely a choice because that loving glance over the shoulder while she looked away was oh yeah wow that was a lot but i think the biggest problem with this movie other than it feeling like it's taking you in so many directions but just chooses not to commit to them to where you feel like you could even think about them or explore them is that other than the main actress uh alex sophie regan i think is her name who is actually mostly known for doing video game voices and if there's anything that I can actually really compliment this movie for, other than the score and the look of it, it's I thought that she really gave a solid performance. I felt like this is somebody who is in the 
deep throes of depression. And that is apparently very true of what Mary Shelley dealt with in life and for some of the reasons that are addressed in this film. And the struggle with her relationship of her with her husband, her jealousy, his jealousy, I thought she did a really good job with showing the like just through her facial expressions and her gestures of getting that across to you. And you can't help but feel sympathy with her to a point. But the problem is, is that I felt like none of the other characters are fleshed out even close to the degree that they should to where you care that these relationships are starting to suffer as she becomes more and more obsessed with her writing and is falling more and more into the throes of her trauma. That is so important to establish when you're writing, a, when you're making a movie that is about relationships. And, but alas, it is completely missing. The only thing that I felt emotionally towards any character other than her was Percy Shelley. And that was just pure annoyance with him. I was like, oh my <laughs> God, would you just stop feeling sorry for yourself. I just wanted to I just wanted to slap him at the back of the head and be like pull yourself together. But that's it. There's a scene mid movie where Percy is getting confronted by by Shelley about getting married and he says, "Oh, I'll never get married again." You knew I, what this I was. I just <laughs> loved the contradiction that he wasn't not getting he was not getting married again because of, you know, he's lost his wife. But he wasn't not getting married again because he caused that because he was living with another woman in another part of the country. That's not, it wasn't that he doesn't commit to marriage, that he don't want to do it again. It's that he lost on one of the levels he was playing on. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the disconnect with a lot of the emotional stuff they're trying to get through. Like what you're saying about the, the, the main actress's performance, I think it's the third or fourth time we see her cry, which it's not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about overacting. But that just drove into me that everybody else is in one gear for this entire film. Percy has one little breakdown and then it's back to obstinate, like we're talking about. I'm just going to tell you whatever I want to tell you. Everybody else was all one note. Oh, yeah. Carry that into your final thoughts, Robert. Um, I'll, I'll go into some stuff that, that I really like. The The look is great. Um, as, a, as a fan of... Uh, horror movies one thing i really like are uh you know camera shots and there's some stuff we're always going to get like the it was a horror movie that slow zoom to the water you know uh, that stuff was good but there's some amazing shots in this one there's a shot where we cut to mary shelley in the middle of the parlor and it's set up like an old painting you know of uh everybody off to the side kind of looking in different ways uh there's the slow zoom onto the water when she's thinking about what happened when she's out by the water. And then there's all these great ground level shots of the property that are slowly getting closer and they cut to them. And then when she's finally kind of in step with what's happening to her, we get that shot again and it moves back a little bit, but all that nuance is kind of lost for what they went for with the majority of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it three and a half out of ten times. I don't want to see a baby or a pregnancy on film for a while. <laughs> the beauty of it is gone. Melina! Okay, well, 
Uh, I actually, while you, while you were talking just now, I, I was listening, um, uh, but I looked up the cinematographer real quick because I really do want to throw him and the guy who did the score. I want to throw them some kudos. Uh, Oren Soffer is the guy who did the cinematography, and I do not think he even has a Wikipedia page, so I think that, like the director, Nora Uncle, I think that this is probably one of his first times at bat. And the same thing with uh, the music. The music was done by a guy named John Siner. And I thought that those two, if there was anyone who brought life to this movie, it was those mm -hmm. two. But it's almost a backhanded compliment because I feel like these guys looked at the print of this movie and they were like, oh my God, we got to add something to this. <laughs> <laughs> because that music, I loved it in the beginning. And then after about halfway through, I was like, this guy knows that that is going to be the only thing that adds any sort of creepiness or or atmosphere to these scenes because there's really nothing else. I do really like that. I thought the look of the film was so appropriate for the, the period and the uh, matching kind of the, the inner feelings of the protagonist. It was very gothic. I think that the director, she's really good at setting up shots, and I think she does pull a great performance out of uh, her lead actress. She is really not good at fleshing out characters or ideas. And I think that I'd like to see more from her. I'd like to see her grow because I think that she does show talent with this. Other than that, I thought, yeah, one note characters, one emotional beat per person that no one ever breaks from. And you may notice that while we've been talking about this, we have barely mentioned Frankenstein or the story itself because that almost felt like an afterthought. I really wish that I could have liked this more because I am such a huge fan of that book and I really do think that the story of uh, Mary Shelley and her meeting with all of these great literary minds is fascinating. I wish it could have measured up to that, but it doesn't. So I am going to, unless you are really, really, really into these characters and you just want to see them on screen, then go for it. But there's really not much here for you. It is not a horror movie. There is not a single thing in here that was creepy or, that, or scared me in any way. So I'm going to give this two out of five neck bolts. All right. Well, I'm a huge fan of that novel as well. I like the idea of something being created and saying, you love me, great creator. And the creator being like, not really. And I thought that was going to like tie into how Percy Shelley didn't really love his wife or maybe she didn't really love him and how a grand romance is actually a lie we tell ourselves. Mwahaha. Nothing tied into Frankenstein, like you said. She could have been confusing people and saying, I'm writing The Great Gatsby, and people who don't know books would be like, okay, Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Nothing really matters. It doesn't matter what's on the page. She barely gets to read any of her book at all. She says, like, maybe one or two lines that I'm not even sure are memorable. Yeah. Did you guys notice and... that... Uh... So Did you guys notice that there was a moment where she's starting to write and it's like you're hearing kind of the sound, like the voices in the background? I thought that maybe just my volume was really low because I was like, oh, are they reading from the book? Is this, are we kind of hearing her inner thoughts kind of come onto the page? But I couldn't hear anything. I was like, oh, okay, well, if that's the book, then I don't know. It's the, the boom mic guy was having a conversation. <laughs> right. yeah, I, watched it, I watched it in headphones and they're, it's, purposefully obscured I guess is the exactly that like was it that. yeah yeah I do like I did like the look of the oh writing is a lot like carrying a baby to term 
You know, she, there's a scene where she looks like a scared octopus on her period. <laughs> there's a scene where they show her the baby. And she yeah. says, it lives. I thought uh, that was something yeah, else. Like, come on. That was so tacked on and ridiculous. Oh, God, I know. It's alive. That That's from um, Young Frankenstein, yeah. I think. Not from the actual novel. But okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'll say I'm, I'm going to give this four cute babies out of ten really sad-looking, ugly ones. But I think all babies are... They're pretty beautiful. So let's not rag on the babies. Just not these. It's it's a fun prop. I bet this one would grow up, this little prop baby, and marry the one from American Sniper. We could have a reality show. <laughs> oh my <that>. god! <laughs> There's a that's the stuff of nightmares right there. Let's watch that movie.